Hello, welcome to a, another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am John Whitaker, and I'm here with Elder Keith Doster. Keith, how are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling rather old, but good, good, good. Elderly, elderly. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, you preached uh, Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 15, and yeah. you geniusly titled it, Cretans versus Christ. Uh, very poetic. I did not think long and hard about that. <laughs> you spent more time in probably the actual sermon than the title, right? Yes. Uh, that's yeah. probably wise. That's probably wise. Usually, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm going to read through our text and then we're going to, I'm going to ask questions uh, verse by verse, if that's okay with you, sir. Sure, sure, sure. All right, let's do this. So it says, verse 10, For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silent since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain, what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and commands, uh, people who turn away from the truth to the pure all things are pure but to the defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure but both their minds and their consciences are defiled they profess to know god but they deny him by their works they are detestable disobedient unfit for any good work all right so just first question how was preparing for this text i mean this isn't necessarily uh john three sixteen, right this is uh, evil beasts, lazy gluttons, you, you know, like what was your maybe going preparing the sermon? What was maybe some thoughts that you were wrestling with? Uh, well, certainly the, you know, that quote of Paul's where he says that the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. And then he says, this testimony is true. You know, you would, you would expect now for someone to say, well, you know, they're not all that way. Uh, this is a generalization, and we don't want to offend anybody. No, he said, this is true. Yeah, they're like that. Uh, so, and that just kind of jumped off the page to me, because what's going on here is these young churches with very little um, direction, spiritual direction as of, as of yet, are trying to live for the Lord in one of the most despicable places in the world at that time. Right. Um, so it should, it should carry over mm -hmm. pretty, pretty easily. I, I you know, I, I don't want to be too uh, blunt, but I, I don't think that the United States has ever been more despicable mm than it is right now um, because of the, the, the uh, proliferation of all kinds of social sins that are being touted as normal. Uh, and if you have anything to say about it, then you're the one with the problem. Yeah. So it, it just seems very apropos for our, our, our day. Hmm. Uh, is there maybe uh before we go through the verses, 
just reflecting on your own sermon, are there any thoughts like, or maybe applications that you're like, man, I wish I could have made that. I didn't have time to put that in there. Anything that you'd want to say that maybe you didn't have time to say Sunday? Um, there were a few things that I thought of and I forgot. Mm. I didn't write them down. <laughs> the, the Lord um, there, there were, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The Lord is sovereign. He knows what needed to be in that. Yeah, 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 sure. Sure. Um, no, not not really. I uh, I was I was pretty well exhausted in in thirty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so it says here for they are in for uh, there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. Uh, what what do you would say? Maybe the main takeaway for Park Baptist Church there. Just in that one verse. Uh, I mean, I mean, just, ten and eleven are kind of connected, right? So they must be silent since they're upsetting whole families by teaching shameful gain. They ought to teach, right? Being an elder at Park, you see it, you see the church, you see the text. What maybe is the application that we should take away from there? Um. Well, for for one thing, the word insubordinate. I, I, I believe is a very powerful word. Uh, I think it is uh, mentioned twice in this text mm -hmm. or some, somewhere in the vicinity here. Um, in, insubordination is, uh, I, I suppose, just another form of rebellion. Mm -hmm. And rebellion is in vogue in a lot of places in our country. Thankfully, not in our church. Uh, as far as I can tell, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, great park is remarkable in that it, it just seems we we use the term healthy a lot yeah and you know at at the risk of <laughs> at the risk of inviting uh <laughs> something to the contrary right uh, the Lord has, has just blessed this church with some really godly leadership um, and people who are willing to follow it. We've had numerous uh, members meetings where we've had votes mm -hmm. and, and we've had like unanimous, unanimous agreement on numerous things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just a sign that that the uh, the congregation trusts the leadership, and it's the exact opposite of this. And so, I don't I don't think this verse serves too much as a warning, as much as a, an occasion for us to thank the Lord that it really doesn't it really doesn't describe our church. Right. Praise the Lord. Right. It doesn't describe our church. That's good. That's good. That's helpful. Because I'm um, not, I, how, you want to say, however, we, yeah, yeah, keep going. Uh, however, we can never let our guard down. I mean, we can't be complacent right. in this and think that, well, you know, it'll always be this way and, and we'll never have any issues. And uh, no, you know, eventually I'm sure. Uh, the time will come when we will have to deal with 
some issue or some person or some false teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, the instruction here is pretty powerful and pretty blunt, especially when it says there in uh, the first part of 11, these insubordinate, empty talking, deceiving uh, people of the circumcision party need to be silenced. Yeah. Shut down, stopped. You, you don't give them any platform to speak. So that's a, that calls for strong leadership. Mm. Uh, leaders with conviction who can step up and and make those demands. Um, but the only way you can do that is because the text commands it. You know, we're following the Lord's right. commands to us to do that. Yeah, that's helpful. Hang on, hang on just a second because I just I was just given a notice that uh, my battery is down to 5%. So I got to get the charger. Hang on a sec. Okay. All right. So you were saying. All, all of this, all the, of what we were looking at there is in the context of appointing elders. And, you know, I'm always self-conscious about preaching from a text that talks about the elders. Yeah. Um, I mean, every text speaks of how, you know, they have to be above reproach. Uh, you know, they have to be able to teach. They have to set good examples. And, um, and they're given these responsibilities. They're supposed to lead. Some versions even use the word rule. Uh, the congregation and the congregation is responsible to submit to them. That's... Man, that's scary. Um, I, when I was invited to, would you rather preach that or would you rather preach uh, tithing? I'd much rather preach tithing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I would preach against tithing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we can talk about that some other time. Uh, but I'm it just, it's, I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm just uncomfortable with it because I, I don't want people to, I, I sure don't want to come across as though, uh, okay, all you guys need to bow down to me because I'm the wise one. You know? right. And that's, that's absurd. Right. But then we, we do also live in an age where people seem to look for excuses to be offended. Hmm. So, uh, and, and anytime anybody stands in front of a, a crowd of 300, you it's very reasonable to think well somebody's going to be upset with something here before it's all over um so preaching in general has fallen on hard times but uh preaching as an elder about elders right is that that's a struggle that was a struggle for me Hmm. well well, moving on in the text, he says, uh, one of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and commands of people who turn away from the truth. Uh, which maybe some takeaways you think we should 
carry from this text? <laughs> There's a boldness on the part of Paul here to, right. uh, you know, as they say, call a spade a spade, right? Yeah. He says, uh, prophet of their own says they're always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons in this testimony is true. He doesn't soften the blow. And, and I, I, I kind of wonder if Paul expected this letter that he was writing to Titus to be printed in the Bible for all of Christianity, <laughs> you know, right. was he supposed to be more of a private thing? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but uh, here we have it. The Lord has seen fit to, to put this in, in our scriptures. And I, I guess there are times when you have to be what might appear to be brutally honest mm. about, uh, about sinfulness, especially in the church. You have to call it for what it is. Yeah. And it's not because you hate anybody, mm-hmm. but it's because you have to, you have to be honest about it. Now, you know, there are people who say, well, the truth hurts. Well, the truth, you know, some people want to tell the truth in order to inflict pain, right? <laughs> uh, but then there are others who say, well, I, you know, I love you, but you got to stop being a lazy glutton. Man. Yeah. It just, you, you got to stop doing that. Yes, you, you are stop. one. You should not do that. Right. I think right. this is something very helpful Sunday. Um, and was uh, uh, maybe in order to help, you know, tell other people that you kind of made the point of uh, this is us, you know, apart from the grace of God, right? And, you know, hopefully because of Jesus, people cannot say that about us, not because of our efforts and hard work, but our efforts and hard work uh, because the spirit who's saved us, you know, through the you know, justification of Christ and now in sanctification, right? There are people in Crete, who could qualify as an elder. Yes. Probably before that, that was described, you know, right in Corinthians and such were some of you, uh, yes. you know, what was maybe your, you know, processing as you're going through that? Cause I mean, I heard that in the sermon. I thought, man, that's really good. You know, what were you kind of thinking um, in, in the big picture when you were going over that? Well, there's, there's, I, I didn't say it exactly this way in the sermon, but it did come out. There are two aspects of grace that, uh, that I think a lot of people don't recognize. Uh, the first one they do recognize that we're saved by grace. God is, God is gracious towards us in calling us to himself and not uh, requiring us to work for our salvation. It's a gift that he grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the faith is, is granted to us by grace. Uh, by grace, you're saved through faith and that not of yourself. But Another side of grace or another aspect of grace is what I call, I refer to it as enabling grace. So in his grace, he's called us to himself and then he grants us grace, uh, which is an enabling, a strengthening and empowering grace to live godly lives for him. Uh, it's, it's tied with sanctification or it's part of sanctification. So uh, rock of ages, right? Uh, The double cure, as he calls it, save and make us pure. Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. 
Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, you know, when we pray for grace, uh, we're not praying for salvation. We, we have that. We've been shown that grace. But when we pray for grace, we're praying that God would enable us to hate our own sin, uh, to, to reject it, to uh, be in a constant state of quick repentance when we do sin, and to follow hard after the Lord Jesus. That, that's the other side of grace that I think is oftentimes uh, not emphasized as much as it should be. Well, that's good. Uh, let's see. And uh, let's see, we end here. He says, uh, to, the, to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. What a jolly way to end uh, this chapter. You know, very uplifting, right? <laughs> uh, I kind of thought that's why Dave gave me this text. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a Keith text right here. Yeah, yeah that sounds like something he would enjoy preaching. Yeah. yeah. I just like that. He says, to the pure right and to the defiled and something you said earlier right i think just the almost the boldness in paul to call like you said a spade a spade is there maybe something to that maybe our culture or even something we need to be wary of a part of maybe not really seeing sin as sin like is that i think it maybe a temptation for us of like often you hear it as like oh it's just something i struggle with or something i I'm working yeah. on not yeah. something like this is something defiling, something evil. Yeah. Yeah. I made a mistake. I made some poor life choices. Yeah. You know, th thing, things like that, that kind of downplay right. the wickedness of, of uh, rebellion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of insubordination. Hmm. Um, yeah. Defiled is a pretty strong word. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Greek scholar, so I can't tell you. You know what the Greek word is, but uh, it's contrasted with the pure, right? And how, how do the pure get pure? How do they become pure? Well, the gospel. Yeah, you know, he's talking about the saved, and then he's talking about the unsaved, mm -hmm. and it's it's easy to recognize them as such because they're the you know they are the, the liars and the evil beasts and the lazy gluttons, you know? right? They're the defiled. Um, the, the thing that really complicated this text for me was trying to figure out, okay, are these false teachers intentionally trying to destroy entire families, as it says there in uh, verse uh, 11? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or are they doing this unwittingly? Are, are they, because they haven't had the kind of leadership that Titus is there to establish. They, they haven't had the, the, uh, the preaching, the consistent preaching and teaching of sound doctrine. Yeah. So are they just straying from the truth inadvertently? Or are they being infiltrated by people who are, are set on destroying the church? There's probably a mix of that. I, I think there's probably some of both. Yeah. I think there, there's there's the intentional deceivers 
And then there are those who have been deceived, who are believers, but have been deceived into believing things that aren't true. And they've begun to teach those things to other believers. And so it's, it's a mixed bag. And that's why I said uh, back in, um, in verse 13, when Paul says about the Cretans, this testimony is true, therefore rebuke them sharply. Well, who is them? Well, apparently it's everybody yeah uh, it, it's the it's the disciples of the false teachers it's the deceived but saved teachers of bad doctrine and the the intentional false teachers like the judaizers the the those of the circumcision party which i, I believe they are there to actually destroy the church yeah. Like, as you see in Galatians. Right. So maybe uh, something to close out on. He does say, though, to the pure. Right? It seems like almost like a bright spot in this text, right? Because defiled's bad. But then he actually calls some people pure. Yeah. Is there yeah. maybe like an encouragement there for the church as you kind of thought about this text and you thought about the church? Well, I, I think of them the way I, th I think of these elders that show up. Mm. Uh, you know, how does that happen? How, how is it that on the island, like you said earlier, how is it on the island of Crete you have elder material? Right. That's, that's <laughs> in this culture. Well, that's just a testimony to the power of God, to the power mm. of the gospel. Uh, he, takes, he takes liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons and makes them pure. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that's you know a phrase that is way overused is you know such and such changed my life you know this happened and it changed my life uh you know i i, I went I, I went to a james taylor concert and it changed my life right you know uh i, I ate a sub at uh at jersey mike's and it changed my life right <laughs> no 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 this is life-changing the this, this changes you. It changes your, your interaction with your culture. Um, it changes your eternal destiny. It changes your, your motivations for everything. Mm -hmm. And so to call them pure, yeah. um, maybe it's just another a synonym for holy. Yeah. For sanctified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love to encourage you to take away with that is especially with evangelism, because you can look at, maybe look at some people's lives and be like, oh, there's no way. Right. You know, yeah. one, one that's probably pride in ourselves of not seeing our own sin, but then two, possibly we're just underestimating God when we look at lost people, like God can't do that. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you know, whoever is with Paul right? and he says, okay, now we're going to go to Crete. Seriously? What? Crete? Why are we... Right. Why don't we just keep sailing on by Crete? You know, <laughs> you know, why do we have to stop there? I mean, you know, those people are always liars, evil beasts. And he yeah. says, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. but uh, that, that's the confidence that we should have right. in the gospel message. Right. That it can save anybody. Hmm. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, would you mind maybe praying us out with that note? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Father, thank you for the, the power that is in the gospel. It, we probably, I'm sure that we underestimate 
always just how lost people really are. And we typically underestimate just how powerful the gospel really is. So we pray that as we look at, at the island of Crete and we see this testimony of how wretched they were, help us to um, just glory in how you save Cretans and how you have saved us from miserable sinfulness and have made us pure in your sight. Thank you for the Lord Jesus. Thank you for him bearing, bearing our sins in his body on the tree. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen.